Welcome to IMTV. I'm Alan Keyes, and this is Let's Talk America. Today we're going to be visited again by Andreas Kalker. Uh, he is the, the uh, biophysicist who has been working uh, and has been working, I would have to say, sacrificially in the course of his life and career to prove the merits of chlorine dioxide and to develop protocols and treatments that actually make good use of it. Now, we are living right now in a moment throughout the world when the time has come clearly to see and implement the truth of what Andreas has been working on. It's a truth that Bob Sisson has for many years uh, shared and also tried to, uh, to spread to people. Uh, and Bob, I think this is a remarkable moment, and we're going to get deeply into it in order to try to second the motion of something that President Trump said uh, yesterday in his briefing uh, so that the world will know the truth. Mm. Stay right there. We'll be right back. Hi, I'm Alan Keyes. I just want to let you know that on a recurring basis every Tuesday, we're going to have a guest, Mike Adams, the Health Ranger. He's going to be joining us to talk about the whole array of challenges, both in terms of our health as a people and as individuals, and our health as a nation. We'll be looking at those things through the eyes of someone who has thought deeply about many things and who has many great ideas to share with me and with you and with everyone who tunes in to Let's Talk America on Tuesdays when we meet with the Health Ranger to talk about how we sustain the health of our liberty. Welcome back. Some of you may have heard that yesterday at the uh, daily briefing they've been having on the uh, coronavirus situation, uh, President Donald Trump uh, was asking, he actually raised it as a couple of questions about whether, rather than just sitting and waiting for a vaccine, there would be alternative ways that uh, would allow us to begin to open up the country uh, so that we can get back to the kind of economic activity that we need to guarantee uh, the economic future of America. Uh, and he raised possibilities like ultraviolet light and so forth. And then he mentioned, is there, he said, any disinfectant or cleanser for the body that could be introduced uh, in order to counteract and destroy the uh, coronavirus. He raised the question. Uh, and of course, those of you who have been following what we've been doing here for the last little while know that the answer to that question is undoubtedly yes. See? But drama, drum roll. <laughs> we've, we've heard today uh, that the president appears to have been, I guess, Fauci took him into the back room and persuaded him that he had to back off. You shouldn't be talking about that. I don't know what he said, but in any case, uh, when asked about it, uh, it was, he characterized it as, oh, well, that was just a sarcastic remark or something. I don't know. Uh, and I'm reporting now from something I just heard, so it may not be entirely accurate. I'll, uh, truth in advertising. I'll forewarn you of that. But it doesn't matter because we were, I was, expecting that they would do everything in their power to repress the truth that he was talking about. Now we must second the motion. You know what it reminded me of, y'all? Uh, they say that the reason that lieutenants and second lieutenants in wars are the ones who have the highest casualty rate over the denominator of their numbers, they get killed in greater numbers. It's because 
uh, the, uh, you know, the commander-in-chief is the guy who approves the plans, and the generals are the guys who make the plans. And you go down to majors and even captains, and they're the guys who have the briefings that tell the uh, squads that they have to go out and execute the plans. The lieutenants and the uh, second, they're the guys who lead the squad, and they don't point to the objective and say, take that hill. They point to the objective and say, that's our objective, follow me, right? They've got to stick their chins out. They've got to be the ones who brave taking the first bullet. Uh, and, and yesterday, Donald Trump stuck his chin out for truth. And I can't believe that he didn't do it with forethought. Uh, and what you do when the commander-in-chief has stuck his chin out for truth is you gather your forces and you follow him up that hill. And that's what we'll be starting to do here at IMTV. Because at the end of the day, I think, that much depends for the world and for our country on the truths that we've been trying to share and the courageous people who have dedicated themselves to getting that truth out. Uh, Bob, we have Andreas back with us again today. How, what's your reaction to what's been going on? Well, I'm very much excited to see Andreas again, and I want to talk a little bit about his book because it's a, I think it's a neat book. and. Uh, about half of it is about various diseases where he goes through, he talks about the disease, and then he talks about uh, the, the, um, the, the, the way it affects you, the symptoms, and then he gives a testimonial, which is very exciting, and then he shows how to treat it. So, uh, and I read it years ago, and then recently, getting it for our first interview, I read it again. So, uh, great book, I know it's hard to find, but um, it's going to become very popular real soon, Andreas. But uh, I think President Trump, I think he does things. He puts something out there. He lets the enemy go nuts and act like fools and attack. And then he acts, ah, oh, just kidding. But he's not kidding. He knows what's going on. I think he saw Andreas. I think he saw, I think, someone from Spain. And I want you to update that if you've got any updates. From what's going on. I think somebody from Spain saw some of your work being done down there and they called him up wanting to be the hero and told him what's going on and now he's watching you closely. So with that in mind, what would you like to say to President Trump and to back up what's going on in Europe? Thank you very much for inviting me again to your program. Well, actually, uh, I'm very happy because um, uh, as the people have results, and we have many, many doctors with many results, I get every day uh, doctors that say, hey, uh, you saved my life because I had the COVID and I get recovered in a very short time, in two to four days. Uh, I had a very high general of uh, military who had COVID and he had as well um, diabetes, that's very bad. So he was uh, after he, the same day he felt better and a few days later he is fine. Now he is negative. I had a doctor from Guayaquil who today in the interview uh, um, is, is told me, well, I've been treating uh, for nine, 94 people and not one dead casualty while in, in Guayaquil they're dying 10,000. So uh, and apart we had a preliminary trial with the IAMI group, that's a doctor's group. Um, so they made more than 100 people and the success rate using chlorine dioxide was 97%. Not bad. Mm. Uh, and so on and so forth. It is a constant. And 
we see that we are in the right way. And yes, that the people that are speaking bad about chlorine dioxide call it a bleach, what it is not. Uh, so uh, there is a relationship maybe. I hope he saw it. I had many, many friends and people uh, that I was asking to get through to him. Myself, I have been written to the White House twice, to the White House, my, my name, my original, my work and everything. I hope it gets through. It's not easy because usually when you are a president, you get so many emails, you cannot read them. Mm. Um, I understand that perfectly or it's filtered or, or it's getting under because there are many things. Uh, I am very happy that he's doing uh, this little step. It's a small step uh, from the chin, you say, but uh, definitely there is so much behind it because this substance not only cures the people, it protects all this, the personnel, because we have actually, we have four protocols. First, there's a protocol for the room. Then we have a protocol to, for protection, for the people, for the masks, for the, when they're in high uh, difficult areas. Then we have a treatment for the, let's say, the, the COVID patients or the nearly COVID patients or people that are together with that. It works, it's a C protocol. And then we have the F protocol, that's for the people that are already in the fever area so uh, and then we have even another protocol that's a Y protocol and that's an injection protocol so it is very very good covered I've been working many years on that stuff and I can definitely say what it can do and what it cannot do and what it does is brings oxygen directly to the cells to the blood cells and this oxygen is fantastic uh, because this is one of the main problem of the COVID It's not that's a lung problem the second part is it is, an, it is a disinfectant. It's known as a disinfectant because it is used in every drinking water you can imagine. So when you buy a simple bottle of, of water, this water is disinfected with chlorine dioxide. So it's a disinfectant actually, but the amount is a big difference. So what we only thing we do is taking the standard stuff, increasing the amount. We know it's not toxic. There's no toxicity in these, in, uh, oral oral intake and this is a big difference because the FDA actually made a completely wrong statement they confused oral intake and they confused it with breathing and that is a big 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 mistake because there's not one single death by oral intake of chlorine dioxide in all the history of all the books of uh, medicine okay now now I was watching a, a video actually sitting outside here last night the studio and and it was with a lady in Portugal and you said something I thought was very important you said that a lot of water systems all around the world use chlorine dioxide to disinfect their water and your body is 70 percent water do the math people of course it disinfects your body and if you disinfect your body then God can heal you so uh, I mean this is a no-brainer and uh, one of the questions that one of our callers wanted to know, we had Bill, the truck driver, uh, call us earlier, and he was wanting to know, is there anybody in Europe that you know, a high-level doctor or somebody who might speak to somebody in the States uh, on, on, on your behalf, like maybe Dr. Carson or somebody? Do you know anybody that we might go around that way? Yes, I know several persons, actually because I have a lot, a lot of friends, not only in Europe, in Europe, in South America, and in many places. 
And I asked many of these friends to get through. I don't know which one got through. So I know from people that played golf with him. I know from people that have uh, worked with him. I know from people that have a contact of a contact with him. And uh, I don't know what was the direct information. Uh, I hope they can come back to me so I can uh, give them to the uh, research people that have all the knowledge and all the data that can be exact, that can be scientific and then keep precise and that they will tell the truth what is going on. Yeah, I, I'm convinced he was watching your work because he mentioned that, that injecting it and, and no one else, even the other folks that are pushing this, no one's talking about that but you. So he's definitely got his eye on, on, on your work. And I'm yeah, thinking actually, it, so. Yeah, actually what, what is the truth is the patents I have on that, uh, um, the, I have Swiss patents on that, you can see in my books, um, these are especially for injecting because you cannot inject MMS. Don't no, do it. Don't even absolutely. try. So that is what it has been my work all over these years to make it more perfect, the substance. And the injectable is not just a mix. It's, it's a machine. You know, this is a machine. This is a precursor of the machines we have now. So it is an electrolytic process with a very high precision and very clean and so on and so forth. You can make it very easy. Uh, and uh, this is what the injectable stuff is. You don't need it actually, except if you have somebody who's really, really, really bad. It's only for the very extreme cases, the okay. injection. Well, wouldn't this, however, make a difference? I was looking the other day at a, a videos that are being done by a doctor in New York. Uh, his name, I think, is uh, Kyle Seidel. Uh, and he's one of the frontline people. Uh, and he was talking first about respirators and saying that because of the kind of a problem that you're actually facing with the lungs of the critical ones, the ones who are you know, in danger of, of, of dying, the, the problem isn't so much that they can't breathe, it's that breathing doesn't do any good. It's like um, at high altitude when you can't get your breath, right? I think we talked about this before. But in, in any case, I was wondering what would be the effect of getting you together with him. I still have somebody, uh, my producer, trying to, to track him down because I think that in those situations, what you have uh, demonstrated, I mean, we showed the video the other day, might be tempted to do it again just so that people can get that view of it, which I think was quite dramatically convincing, right? That in that situation, you are not so much able to heal the damaged tissues as to take what's left, empower it, so that the patient will last long enough to heal, right? And that's a powerfully important part of treatment, especially at the acute stages. I bet that all the folks working at that front line would stand up and cheer for the prospect of mm. help like that, don't you think? I hope so too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, maybe we could. But you, you have know, that I, I, learned, I learned very one important thing. The truth is in the beginning strongly opposed, then it is ridiculed, and in the end, uh, the other ones were the ones that invented it. So, <laughs> so it is, it is normal, I, I don't care. It's so it's not about me as a person, it is about actually the fact that we can change the world. 
Uh, thank you, Bob, for my book, because in the book, I, the, the book is uh, incurable was yesterday. And in the book, there are around from A to Z illnesses that are considered incurable. And for every illness, I have at least one case. Uh, if not, the book would be like that. Yes. Uh, that these cases and document with photos, too, for example, there are some photo, for example, that you can see very nicely, very clearly, for example, for a diabetes leg. Yes, and you can really see it works, and there's the evidence for it. So um, this has been the work that is not only for the COVID problem. It will really reduce the cost of healthcare dramatically, really dramatically. And well, now, all right, before we we, have, we would have more have more money for more better. Uh, equipment in the hospitals. We have, would have more money for better beds and for better uh, other stuff. And the money would not go out to uh, a vaccine industry that has no responsibility at all about what it injects to the people. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and you're talking now, you're thinking about the wealthy countries. I've done a lot of work in Uganda and I'm actually the largest distributor of this stuff in the world. I brought it in from China in these huge barrels, but I can't say that on the air. But nonetheless, uh, we're, we've been using this for a long time. And my thing to President Trump is, and when he hears this, he's going to grab it because we can take this to every little compound in all of Africa for very little money, no cost at all to the governments. And... In the in with Melania's Trump's help doing this, and she will become the most famous woman in the world because in, indeed this will stop suffering on an entire continent for literally very very little money. So you're right; it actually does bring general healing, which uh, of course it kills malaria in two hours, but uh, big deal. You know, it cures a lot of other things too, folks. So it's a pleasure to, pleasure to see you. Well, I, I would like to share with folks again the, the little clip we made, mm -hmm. because I think that uh, seeing is believing for a lot of us, right? Uh, and, but when it's seeing that is then backed by a lot of both anecdotal evidence, scientific analysis, and proven results, that has to be believing at least in one respect. When you're in the middle of a crisis like this, it's believing that you'd better verify that and then make use of it. Because if you don't, while you're shilly-shallying and dilly-dallying and backing away from the truth, millions could die. Amen. Millions could die. Or you sit on the United States, tell everybody to stay home. We didn't become the United States of America by staying home and not doing our jobs. We either get back to work or we'll find ourselves in the position of a country that no longer has both the, either the leadership or the wherewithal to get back to work. And, and so I don't think that this is a time when you can temporize and hesitate. You've got to move in order to verify these truths and move now before more of our people were, are lost and more of our hope is destroyed. Uh, let's uh, try to take a look at this clip. The use of chlorine dioxide has been declared by many government sources to be dangerous to human health on the grounds that it causes metahemoglobinemia. Well, these allegations are clearly based on a mistaken premise. There is no discussion that inhaled chlorine dioxide blocks the function of the alveoli and 
As consequent, the blood is deprived of oxygen with the resulting metahogoglobinemia. But, now it comes. However, the oral or intravenous use of 50 ppm aqueous, aqueous solution of chlorine dioxide with a pH 7.4 achieves just the opposite, which can be perfectly observed under the phase contrast microscope as in this video, where a 100 ppm solution is introduced from the left above. We can observe here the effect of chlorine dioxide in live blood with metahemoglobinemia. Additional venous blood gases in all volunteers have confirmed this fact by observing an increase of bioavailable oxygen in the blood up to 50% without any deterioration. And it can be, it can be seen clearly that chlorine dioxide in aqueous solution eliminates metahemoglobinemia by oxygenating the blood and improving its flow, contrary to what the FDA and the World Health Organization wrongly claim. So, to declare chlorine dioxide as a dangerous substance to ingest when there's not a single scientific documented case of death in 100 years is a serious mistake that will cost thousands of lives for the negligence of not having proven this false premise by the governments. I think that that's powerful. It's a powerful demonstration that is exactly relevant to the cause of death that makes the COVID-19 virus such a fearsome prospect for a lot of people. Uh, if we move ahead and apply the scientific discovery that has been made and verified, and when I say this, Andreas, I, I am thinking about the truth, okay? Uh, and, and the truth is that you have dedicated yourself you're yeah. trying to share and this truth with the world. That you have yeah. sacrificed things that are valuable to so many others. And, and, and titles and possibilities of money and prestige and so forth and so on. In order to bring hope and healing to people. I can mm -hmm. think of nothing that better exemplifies what the medical profession and what the scientific profession is supposed to be about in the service of humanity. And to allow uh, something like this to be blocked by the sick venal greed of an industry that is now masquerading as healthcare when in fact it's sitting on top of discoveries like this so it can go on raking billions of dollars into its coffers at the expense of all humanity. That's a crime against humanity and it needs correct. to be put to an it's end. Absolutely correct with that. It's, uh, the point is that the people Obviously, in the beginning, it's very difficult to think that something like that is possible. And I would let me explain something very simple. Um, <clears throat> the most of the illnesses are caused because of the blood system is not running nice or not running correctly. So there's no blood in an organ, whatever organ it is. For what we need blood? Well, mainly for the transport of oxygen. When we have blood, we have a transport of oxygen, the organs get oxygen, everything's fine. So when we have the problem that they have no correct oxygen transport, then we have all kinds of illnesses, whatever name they have. Mm. So it is a main common denominator in so many different illnesses. And the chlorine dioxide is such a small substance with transport oxygen, and we measured it till 50% more to the without needing uh, the lung itself 
This is amazing. And now well, the people say, we're, well, we're right we don't down. know if it's true. We're right down to the, we can make a test. We're, not, no, we're right down to the end of our segment here. We we'll be back in one minute uh, to continue that thought uh, and then talk a little bit about its implications. We'll be right back. Want more IMTV episodes? We are now streaming through Roku. Roku is a device that enables you to stream entertainment to your TV through your internet provider. The starting price is only $29, and you can purchase one either online or through your local electronics retailer. It's easy to use, and you won't have to worry about missing any more IMTV episodes. IMTV, changing the world. Podcasts are great when you're a multitasking person. You can listen to them around the house, when you're out in the car, when you take a walk. Now we have put our shows on to podcasts. And you can listen to Let's Talk America uh, on podcasts. You can find them at Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Anchor FM, and other apps. While you're there, subscribe to our channel so you don't miss out on our new episodes. Thanks for listening and supporting us. Together, we're changing the world. Welcome back. Uh, I, I do notice, Andrea, sometimes that the time flies uh, on this show, even though we a lot more time for the discussion than one would get on most television programs, but still, and that when you're talking about something this important, even more so. So I hope that you'd be able to continue the thought you were expressing there. Yeah, sure. Uh, mainly, so what is the point here? So there are people that are criticizing it, that's not possible, and so on and so forth. Well, we are now doing a clinical trial, and it's an international clinical trial. What does it mean? It's an international number, and the and you can see in NEH.gov, you have the trial there. So any research group in America and any other country of the world can replicate it because it has been approved by the ethical commission. It has been approved by everything you need to be approved, because if not, you don't have a clinical trial on humans. So I invite all the people that are there and wanted to try it well to get in contact and uh, so I can give them the direct uh, contact to the researchers and they can replicate it the same test if the, really it is true what I'm saying so it is not just a, a, a statement it is really a fact and this is the point the more people we can get into this multi-centric trials the better will be the result and the more exact it will be and the less the people that want to detract it or want to take it down uh, can argue about it because the truth is that it works. Yeah, and, and I, I'm sitting here listening to this and I'm thinking that another thing that I want to point out is it's very inexpensive. In my case, I, I talk about I have never received one cent from doing this and that's I think that's why nobody ever bothers me. But, uh, but, and we're still giving it away. I got 6,000 sets of bottles in my home. Alan will tell you, they're stacked up <laughs> everywhere. I got some on the back porch. And uh, I sent a picture of that to uh, Dr. Shiva today. I, I was hoping, I'm still wanting to get y'all together and uh, thrilled to death that, uh, that you got to meet Mike Adams the other day. I think uh, Mike Adams is critical in this battle against evil. But uh, yeah, it's important to point out that it's inexpensive and that it does benefit even if a person's healthy. And they talk to me about it. I say, look, do this. Alan was pretty healthy when he first started taking it. I said, just try it. See what you think. 
And what happens is God shows people that there's something that it's doing in your body. You may think you're healthy, but you've got toxins and you've got problems you don't know about. And when you take it, you're going, oh, I'm sleeping better or I'm this or I got more energy. But God is always at work. And this is his way of changing the world. And you're a big part of that. And boy, are we glad to have you here. Well, I'd like to ask you a question, though, because um, as I've been calling around about this um, and trying to make sure that people are getting the word, because uh, in the United States here, but in other parts of the world, and I would have to say, uh, we won't get into the strategic implications and all of this right now, but uh, after all this time since the Second World War, where under American leadership, the countries that were known as Western countries, right, the ones that were essentially United States, Australia, uh, most of the European countries, uh, and so forth and so on, uh, we did a pretty good job of defending ourselves, defending the results uh, that we had achieved uh, after the Second World War, bringing people together even across former lines of battle, uh, and so forth and so on. I think it's a, it's a pretty good record for all the lies that are told about it. Uh, chlorine dioxide is not the only thing that's slandered these days. America is roundly slandered all the time by people who seem to forget the events of the latter half uh, of, uh, or the, the first half of the 20th century. But leave that aside. Uh, truth of the matter is, though, we have had people like yourself out there. And how many times have we read, as we came along in life, of the people who had to deal with the stolid opposition of those who had a vested interest in a certain way of doing uh, 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 science or medicine, our science as applied to medicine, and would not let the truth get out, were determined that they would vilify and degrade the individuals who were doing so. And I think we see heroes of various kinds in life, but I think the folks who are willing to take their life prospects things that they worked hard to learn and to understand, things that they probably had vested with certain dreams. They wanted to be known as this, as that, as the other thing. And they encounter a truth so powerful mm. that the threat of losing the livelihood and losing the prestige and losing the esteem is not going to stop them. And, and I think people like that we have to recognize, and, and often belatedly, but I want to recognize it right now, because that's heroism. We are seeing that heroism demonstrated on the front lines of this crisis sometimes now, as people are working themselves to the emotional breaking point, trying to deal with the, what they are faced with. And I find it unconscionable that there are folks in the world who would take their heroism and your heroism and spit on it for the sake of the almighty dollar. When are we going to turn them out? When are we going to tell them that they've got to stop being that sick, that lacking in conscience. Mm. It's making me more angry every moment that I think of it. <laughs> I would have never known. I know. This is, this is serious I, I, business. Let me tell you something. Okay? And, and, uh, and I just want to thank you for hate, what you've done. Uh, sorry. But go ahead. <laughs> okay, let me tell you something. So I, I had to give back my degree. Well, I'll give it back. Uh, my books uh, were eight, eight languages were um, cancelled on Amazon all over the world. Well, like uh, my YouTube videos are shut down, they are shut down. My PayPal account was completely erased and blocked. So I block it. 
now um, in the biophysicist uh, in Germany, the association, I was years a member of it, I'm thrown out mm. without comment. <laughs> oh, well, the comment was you're working with CDS, out. Um, the next one was on ResearchGate. This is a base where all the researchers have the data in. I'm just wiped out without any comment when I was writing about it. And well, you can see it still in the Wayback Machine in my my um, my website. You know what? Once you are there, you don't care. You hmm. just don't care what the others are because um, you know it's a kind of. Uh, they are opinion. They are just. They just believe something, and they have a belief plan that what they think is right. And this is very dangerous because we are not speaking about belief. You're speaking about facts here. So as you mentioned, very clear. When you see the blood, and the blood is just the opposite of what the FDA says. That's the evidence, and we should do evidence-based science and not reference-based science. Because you can have 20,000 refer references of that the Earth is flat. It doesn't mean it is flat. You have to prove <laughs> it. You know? And uh, this is basically the point. And if they want to tear you down, let them say what they want. Sticks and stones can break my bones, but words can never hurt me. Hey, the Bible says, Blessed are you when you are persecuted for righteousness' sake. Buddy, you are very blessed. God is watching over you and protecting you. And, uh, and, and we win, let me tell you, and we win. But let's also re recognize a few other people that have been heavily persecuted that are uh, working with you at one time or another. We got Kerry Rivera that we'd like to shout out to. Mark Grennan is under a huge attack right now. FDA is showing their ass again. And uh, of course, Jim Humble, who you uh, referenced last show, He's the one that began all this, and, uh, and he's hiding out down in Mexico. So uh, those are three heroes of the faith of, about chlorine dioxide. And, uh, and we just praise God. This is going to be, you guys are going to one day, they're going to try to give you the Nobel Prize, which, by the way, I, th I hope everybody, Jim Humble already said, to the Nobel Prize because they gave it to Obama. They ruined it when they gave it to Obama. So now we need another, another whole new start, a reset, just like FDA. Get rid of that garbage. Let's start again. We need a new prize. We need a, a billionaire uh, Christian folks to come up with something, a new name, and then you guys will be the first four to get it. But uh, we just got to have a restart, a worldwide well, restart. Uh, one of the things uh, on a more uh, forward-looking and hopeful note, because I think, given the nature of what's actually going on, I uh, think, I pray, I am hoping in God that they will not be able to keep up this ability to constrain something that has such promise for the future of all humanity, that they will not be able to do this indefinitely, not be able to keep it up for the sake of their hunger for power because after a certain point the amassing of a lot of money isn't about money anymore it's about the power to dictate the fate of humanity and right now they're sitting there and they're not so much worried about whether people live or die they're just gloating over the fact that they can live or die according to the fiat of this handful of people who are insisting that something not even be examined according to the facts. Since when is the failure to examine the truth 
the failure with integrity to develop the data, since when is that science? It has never been science. That is ambition masquerading as science, greed masquerading as science. And at the end of the day, given the cost in human terms, we have got to take that and put it aside for good. Uh, and I use that word advisedly. But I, I would like to let you sort of talk a little bit about the hopeful side of this. Given your experience with, uh, and what you've seen with something like chlorine dioxide, now step number one, what would you see as the effect that something like this, because a lot of them I think are thinking that this is somehow going to be endangering the future of the health sector. I think in fact it's going to no. free it to re recover the health focused mentality that instead of constantly fighting against this and against that and against the other thing, will be focused on building up and working with the body and with what God has provided in nature so that we can move from strength to strength instead of from fear to fear. What do you think? Yes, it's very important. Uh, I, we have to make a difference because we need the, uh, the pharmaceutical industry. It's very important. There are many, many things out there that are very useful and very unique and have fantastic results. Uh, if you say it would be a little bad, yes, for the vaccine industry, because we don't need them anymore. Um, that would be a hard one for them, but not for the rest of the pharmaceutical industry. I would like you to remember that pharmaceutical industry, there are many smaller companies that are doing their stuff and they have, a, they have then an opportunity again. And we've been researching the last years on the possible products. It is something like that. It's mm. a new technology because we have, you would not believe when I show you what we have. It's amazing stuff, what we have been seeing, what we have been testing. And if that is new technology is pushed forward, the pharmaceutical industry, with exception of vaccines, will have a big boost, actually. If they have finally something they everybody would be happy with. Because I frankly cannot believe that an oncologist is happy with taking his patients to grave. I cannot believe that a doctor that is learning a lot of years, eight years, really wants the people to suffer. He wants to heal them. Uh, so there will be a big step forward of quality in life for many people in life. In a country, what does it mean? The country is more efficient because you have less people that are out. So a more efficient country is a richer country. So and as a president, for example, if I, might, I would be a president of a country, I would definitely not like to be a president of a bankrupt country due to a health problem uh, like, Ebola, like Ebola or now COVID or whatever. So it is not only the solution for COVID, it is the future. It is definitely, and that, let me really say that definitely, it's the biggest discovery of the last 100 years in medicine, what we ever saw. And that's a fact. And I will not get one single centimeter out of that. So I can prove it. And not me, not all the other doctors prove it too, because there are tons of doctors. I've been in, in conferences where the doctors, after the closed doors, later say to me, hey, I'm using it. I know it's not legal. It is fantastic. And that's very sad. 
because mm -hmm. I would like that the doctors are able to use it. I don't want people at the homes to make brew it themselves like, like alcohol, for example. No, you can do that, but it's not the way. The real way would be that the pharmacists that have been deprived by being a pharmacist learning, I don't know how many years, six, seven, eight years learning a pharmacist to get a package from here and give it to there, that's not being a pharmacist. So this substance is so simple that it can be done as a magist magistral form. I don't know what's the right word in English. Sorry, my English is not so good. Like they can do it in, in, in the pharmacy yeah. fresh. Yeah. So any pharmacy can do it fresh with the doctor says, hey, put this in this. And it is already an old thing. It is or was already in former times in the old uh, uh, um, pharmacopoeia, German. It's called mm -hmm. DAC N55. It was already there. We just have to make it again available. Mm. End of story. Mm. So once we don't need all this FDA stuff, you just have to make the old pharmacopoeia again possible, give the knowledge out to the doctors, give the knowledge out to the people, and then everything will rule himself. We don't need so much regulations. We don't need them. And I, I have been thinking, for example, because one of the things intrigued me, and this is just sort of speculative now. This is not, I'm not a scientist. I don't pretend to be. But all of us have imaginations. And one thing you said about the effect of uh, the chlorine dioxide was that it allows you to boost oxygen production, right? Without Correct. taking a breath, without the breath, because the chemical reaction is freeing the, the oxygen for use, right? Doesn't, wouldn't that have an application for the ability to live and work in environments that were not rich in oxygen, where you had to do certain kinds of work? Um, and wouldn't that then be part of what you would want to explore, how that works, why it works, in what way it works, how it can be adapted to different circumstances? I'm thinking now that that would be one of the things you would want to explore if you were sending folks out to explore this universe in space, uh, the, the science fiction. So we're opening doors now. And those doors have behind them possibilities of research that if we slam the door shut, we won't be following through on that hope. Am I making sense? Yes. Uh, well, I never thought about that. But actually, if we want to go to Mars, uh, maybe Elon Musk can phone me <laughs> and we can, we can make a little test on that. I would love to do, um, let's say, in the, in the animals, uh, we had spectacular results you know because in the animals we gave in, in the rats we gave near nearly 40 times a, a higher dose we do in humans with no detrimental effect so it needs to be researched on but I'm you know I'm a single man combo band here because I've been shut out of everywhere uh, what happens is that the other um, I have many friends in the uh, academic world but they say Andreas I cannot work with you because you are banned so I have to do it myself now. Maybe the ban will be lifted after all that if it comes out that Kobe is true and maybe they can work together with me because they say even if we want, you're, so if you're banned, we will get more trouble and we will get no funding anymore. And that was what happened to me. So I'm a little bit alone in the wood, as you say in Germany, you know. It's a German expression. I don't know if you can say it in English. But... <laughs> yeah. uh, <laughs> uh, uh, it is definitely one of my dreams and I would like to say a word from Martin Luther King that 
it is absolutely true for me. I have a dream. It's a different one. My dream is that everybody can have access to this stuff and that the doctors can prescribe it and that really it makes a big change in future. I love your idea. Maybe we can take it to Mars. It improves. We need uh, the the healthiness of the astronauts would be a great thing. I don't think it, well, you see, it's this, absolutely logic. This goes hand in hand with the truth. It's why I titled these uh, sessions that we've done with you From Fear to Hope, right? We have been living in an environment where the whole approach to healthcare, it's actually sickness care, what Dr. Shiva uh, calls crisis care, right? And the sickness and the crisis, as we started out, uh, uh, even uh, uh, saying it's motivated by an environment where the incentive to do stuff is fear. But you see, once you have crossed a certain threshold of understanding and begin to grasp the possibilities, then suddenly you look at something that you've been using and you said, in this crisis, it helped us to save lives. But now I can go into that laboratory and see the thousandfold ways in which what I have found here, if I understand it better, can be used to improve life, can be used to strengthen the body in all different kinds of circumstances, can be used to improve the performance of athletes and others who are out there trying to test uh, the limits of our human ability to make use of this gift that God has given us, this incredibly wonderful instrument that is our body, and we're scratching the surface of understanding it. There is such hope in this. And mm. at the end of the day, to have a crisis like this that brings to the fore something that offers that kind of vista, not just to save the lives of those who are in danger. No, why should fear be the motive of a people who has been as our people has been, as our civilizations have been? Not impervious to fear, but always knowing that what you do with fear is overcome it. And what you do when you have overcome it is you release hope into the world and refuse to let it go. And I think it's time we had leaders who were capable of doing that instead of, instead of banning folks who are trying to tell us the truth. One of these days we'll find such leaders. Do you think we've found them yet, Bob? Well, I hope so. Uh, not on a large scale, but I do believe President Trump is going to be the one that's going to help us get out of this mess. And as a word of hope, uh, Andreas, I wanted to point this out. Corona is a name of a constellation in the night sky, and it's the crown of the Lord Jesus. When you study the constellations, which church people aren't allowed to do, which is another problem. We're not going to get into that one today. But let me say this. There's not only hope, there is a guarantee from God Himself that if we abide in Him and His Word abides in us, He's going to give us whatever we ask. Well, I'm not just asking. I'm, I'm really asking that He would lift you up, lift up Carrie, lift up Mark, that the world would be flipped upside down, that evil would be done away with, that righteousness and goodness and hardworking people that care about others, which is a Jesus-like trait, would rule. And that's fixing to happen, and you're a big part of it, and we're just thrilled to death to have met you, to have you on our show a couple of times. We're humbled, we're honored, and uh, this is amazing because right this minute, even yesterday, today, throughout the weekend, God is at work in Donald Trump's life, and, uh, and we win. Praise God. 
Well, I think that that's a, a, a kind of illustration in a way that is spiritual and emotional of the effect that uh, you know, the research that you have been working on has. When energy is more available, once it is guided by goodwill, uh, it's hard to know what limit there can be to the walk that people take when it accords with that goodwill, which in the end of the day, I have, in my opinion, uh, is but a, how can I put it, a manifestation through us of the goodwill wherewith God created us and the universe in the first place. That's a lot of energy mm -hmm. being released of a good kind. Mm. Uh, and I think right now, uh, Andres, it is focused on folks, you and folks like you, uh, who in the midst of this dark crisis are offering us a way to strike a light. And that light is going to show us not only the way to survive this crisis, but the way to live better, having made a judgment that I think is going to cast fresh light on the opportunities that the universe is offering to us in the years ahead. That should be the spirit of the 21st century, in my opinion. Mm. And when are we going to begin to show it? I think this coronavirus crisis has been like a starting gun. Uh, let your spirit be lifted up, mm. and I think God will answer us with something that is more precious than gold and silver and money, with his love and mm. his praise. Uh, I hope you'll ponder that. And then join us again here at Let's Talk America.